0: New practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello everyone and
1: welcome. Welcome if you're
2: on the West Coast in the morning and if you're on the East Coast in the afternoon. And welcome to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living. Today we have on a very interesting guest. We're talking today about how you can have your questions answered around relationships, finance, career or health. You know what is it like to be intuitive, to be clairvoyant, to be a psychic? And we have an amazing woman on with us today. Her name is Juliana Callis. And again, whether your questions revolve around relationships or finances or health or your career, Juliana can assist you with information that will help you create the future that you want for yourself. Juliana Callis travels across the country. She offers private individual sessions, parties, workshops, and lectures, and she has over 25 years of experience in the intuitive field. She's been featured on numerous television and radio shows, and she holds a Master's in Education from Boston University. Welcome, Juliana. Well, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Patricia. Great. All right. And we are going to give out the number. uh, If those of you have a question about your life and would like some insight, the number is 866-472-5788. 866-472-5788. Okay, Juliana, tell us about your
3: work. Well, my work, like any other work, has slowly evolved over the years, so that I'm now um, use several different skills in my readings. I read from the energy of the name because your name holds your vibration, holds who you are. It's like a computer password. When I hear a name, age, and birthday, I can, I can. Gear into the person's life. I also read their aura, and the aura, the energy field around the head and at the right shoulder, is extremely indicative of anyone's health, their well-being, their personal beliefs, and I can read that as well. Um, I am a channel and, on, and a medium, so I do have a guide that I listen to, and I am able, also, thank thank goodness, to uh, connect to people who have passed over. That has been extremely helpful. Even recently, a reading I did over the weekend for a lady and her two daughters who had just lost a husband unexpectedly, their father. And that was very powerful, and I'm very blessed to be able to share that gift with my client base.
2: Yeah, that's got to be very difficult for people who've lost people.
3: But but I imagine it's it's
2: comforting uh, to get the messages it, it is. is it's extremely
3: it's extremely comforting and i think um you know it's really an unconscious thing for me it's like a light trance so i really don't remember the things that i say but one of the things i know from this recent family i it, it was wonderful because the father was able to mention names and uh, at one point i said um, or he said to them um I'm so grateful about the plaque that you're going to do for me. And my my eyes, even on a phone reading, are closed. Even in person, they're closed throughout the whole reading. And all of a sudden, I heard a collective (gasps) gasp. Uh, I almost opened my eyes. I said, are you guys okay? And they said, yes, but what you don't know is there is a plaque. The Huntsman's Club is going to dedicate a plaque to him next weekend, and nobody knew about this except us three. So that was a nice confirmation that, indeed, Their dad's spirit was going to be there and be there in in spirit to
2: receive his plaque, his dedication. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's amazing what you you can pick up from people. Um, You know, I know that my um, my dad passed almost a year ago now in Mm -hmm. November, Mm -hmm. and I often, you know, you often think about that and you wonder what the messages are from the other side.
3: Yes, you do. And I always encourage people to form what I call an energetic bridge or a link to people that have passed over that they care about by talking to them, by thinking of them, by having a literal conversation with them. And the clients I have that do that, who've lost significant ones, they seem to recover better from the grief and they have Perfect. a way of staying close to the memory of the loved one. All right, well let's let's test this
2: out and um can, uh, let me, if you could, just give me a little information about my situation. Um, I have a loved one who passed at the age of ninety-five uh, last year, and actually, um, two thousand eleven. It's almost a year, uh, ten months uh, today. Actually, it's ten months today. Ten months and, today. And you know, so any any information you can give me, and, and I think this will really encourage our listeners. So give us a call at 866-472-5788 for your insights about your loved ones who have passed.
3: Well, here's the thing, now, I don't know, I know I have read for you before, but you do not know how I channel, and so I have to preempt doing this by letting you know that I am gonna to have to have the person's name and their birthday, and you've already given me the age, because it is like a computer password, you know, if I don't hmm. have that, I can't link, and I don't know if you wanna share that on the air, but no, i want to share it, certainly. Okay.
2: He, his name was, is,
3: his name was Melvin. Last name?
2: Uh, my name raskin
3: oh okay and you said 95 and um his birthday month and day at least
2: um, october 1st
3: mm. would you understand this this gentleman had a, a, such a kindliness to him i I am not surprised why you say you were attracted or why why you were together because, he, in many ways, he was quite the gentleman and he would always very humble. But he would always put you first, you first, you first. Does that make sense to you? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes he was extremely extremely. Um, how can I say this? Uh, he had he had several gifts and I'm going to say. He's, he tells me that his intellect was always quite strong. Um, Very. What, yeah, and that, um, <laughs> he says sometimes that could get in our way, meaning your way, but but she, Patricia liked that. She could never be with anyone who would be weak. She loved the challenge, and she was always up for one. And he's kind of giggling when he's saying this. So I mm-hmm. assume that you, you did, did have a match of wits at times,
2: yes? Yeah, I mean, he was my father. So he was, uh, you know, a, a role model in a lot of ways, and um, yeah, I think
3: I think what you're saying now
2: certainly
1: certainly uh, is and there. Oh
2: wait,
3: wait, one other very. thing, Patricia. He, he's saying um, something about your education that that was something that he was very proud of. That um, he felt that you really took some of his ideas seriously that way, and and. Uh, He's saying something about your mom, too, that that made her proud, that you took a direction that may have been different, but he was proud of the fact that you always stuck to your guns. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. 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 Um, Was there... Oh, his birthday is coming up. That's right. Because He just showed me a big cake with a lot of candles on it, and he, he blew yes. out the candles. So I don't know if you always celebrated birthdays in your family, but um, he had a big smile on his face when he did it. I do think he liked recognition, your dad. He liked to be remembered. Yeah. And I'm going to say definitely with October 1st coming up, you, you want to make sure that you, even if you say, Hi, Dad, Happy Birthday, Dad, sing him a little birthday tune, They he likes to be remembered. Um, did he? Why is he saying something about a kink? Is, was there a kink in one of his fingers or a kink in a, a kink? I'm, I'm hearing the word a kink. Um, I don't know whether it was a complication before he passed, but there was a kink yeah. in something. Yeah, there were some complications before he passed. Yeah, but he lived yeah. a very long life. Yeah. But, you know, he, uh, he lived a long life because he had a strong will and he yeah. believed that if you did the right thing, you know, that, that you would be here and, and, and he was. And he was also, um I like to take care of things, he said. He wanted to make sure everything was taken care of. He doesn't, he didn't like to be taken care of. He liked to take care of things, meaning he wanted yeah. everything in its, his place, its place before he passed. Yeah.
2: He, yeah. He, he no, was, that was very true. That was very yeah. true. Yes. And I think, you know, I think what you're saying is comforting. I think it's comforting to me and I think, you know, anyone that you read for, as you say, gets some comfort in knowing, Juliana, that there's still a connection. Oh, definitely. That the connection and
3: doesn't go away. No, it, it doesn't go away. It never goes away really because it lasts for all eternity, at least that's my belief. And, you know, uh, people, as I said, like to be remembered. And so anything you do to remember your dad, um, I'm sure would be appreciated by him even in spirit. Uh, that's the way it works. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, that's...
2: As and I, and as I, I, I know that you have worked with a lot of people and
3: you've helped a yes. lot of
2: people and you have a story for us. Yes, well, I I have
3: a, a newsletter that I, uh, which people can subscribe to by going on to my website, com, but it's a monthly spiritual newsletter, and I, I let it out there today that I would be on your show, and I got some really nice responses, and one I just wanted to share with you, because as I said, I don't just do uh, work with people who've passed over, I work with people who have life situations or life crises to sort of uh, show them a new path, and so uh, I did get this um email today, which I'll share to you, with you. You did a reading for me about two and a half years ago at a friend's house. I was in turmoil because my husband had left our marriage a few years prior, and I was dating two men that weren't right for me. You told me that it w- within a six-month period of time I would meet a European man who was the one for me and that we would travel together, and he was it. Well, guess what? Exactly six months later I met him, Italian, as you said, Same as me, a wonderful man. We have traveled quite a bit since and are now living together and buying a home. It has been quite an experience having that reading come true. Thank you for uplifting me at a time and giving me something to look forward to.
2: Isn't that wonderful?
3: Yeah. And I was so happy. It's I love hearing these stories because my readings really are channeled. I do not remember them. So when people come back and tell me these lovely things, it's it's a nice epithet. It's a nice ending for me as well to know that things worked out for this lady.
2: Very good. And, again, I want to give out the number for people Mm -hmm. who would like to have some insights from Juliana. And that number is uh, 866-472-5788. Uh, tell us about intuition can anybody develop intuition do you think we all have it or do you think some people have a gift of clairvoyance
3: I think we all have it because, just like five senses, um, the intuition is really hypersensitivity in all of the senses. But we don't all develop it at the same rate, or we don't all have the same degree of gift. I always like to say that you know anyone can sing, but uh, no one can be Barbara Streisand. Certainly, I couldn't. And so, yes, there are some people who have more of a sensitivity in certain talents in certain aspects of intuition. There are there are intuitives who are better at solving murder cases or better at uh, finding lost objects or better at channeling people who have passed over. So even within the whole realm of intuition, there are subsets of expertise.
2: How would you suggest, if you were talking to a
3: client, Mm -hmm. how would you suggest they develop their intuition? Well, I tell people, and it certainly was the way I first began too, that the most thorough way is through meditation or even yoga to begin with, because the mind must be stilled and quiet to receive the messages from within so that yoga or meditation helps to still the mind, to still the conscious mind, so that you have access to the superconscious.
2: All right, very good. And, folks, we have about six minutes left, so if if you'd like to call in, this is a really great time to call in at 866-472-5788.
3: Juliana, did you know you had this gift as a little child? Yes, but I didn't know what it was then. I used to see literally, I used to see dots of light appear in my bedroom at three and four and five years old and I remember
1: speaking mm. to them
3: and realizing that it was, it was a person or a spirit. I didn't know then that, that not everyone saw them and even as I got a little older, uh, around 17 when I traveled to Spain, I had the gift presented to me of spiritual photography where images of spirits or uh, people who passed over would appear in my in my pictures only when I was in the picture. So uh, it was very very interesting. And usually around what I call electrically charged places. The first time it happened, it was where the Blessed Mother appeared to some shepherds um, in at Nuestra Senora de Montserrat up in the mountains in Spain. Um, and it's happened at other what I call electrically charged places. Uh, Saint Martin um, at a slave headquarters, and and images would appear. So. Um, yeah, I, I there's a just it's an energetic connection is really what it is.
2: Yeah, well, it's very very strong. Mm. What advice would you give to folks who are going through a tough time? Again, whether it's a relationship issue or a career issue, they might have lost their job, or they've just lost a loved one, or it's uh, a, it's a financial issue. What would you what would be your advice,
3: Juliana? I would probably give two pieces of advice. One is to have blind faith, that you may not know how things are going to improve for you, and you may think they never will, but blind faith says, I don't have to know the exact answer. I just have to put one foot in front of the other, and slowly the resolution will occur. And the second thing I would say is reach out, whether you reach out to a family friend, whether you reach out to an intuitive, whether you reach out to a prayer. It's important not to feel alone.
2: All right, and we have a caller on the air. Carol? Your question for Juliana. Hi. Um, Carol? Yes. There she is. Yeah. Hi, Carol. Hi. Um, I'm just wondering, the past six months have been pretty chaotic in my life,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: I'm just
3: wondering if there's any, uh, you know, light at the end of the tunnel or what you might. Carol, say your birthday, please, the month and day. October 22nd. And your age, please. Uh, 49. 49? Yes. Okay. Carol, uh, you know, you're such a kind-hearted lady, and a lot of your issues really don't have to do so much with you as the people that are around you, family members, that really aren't towing the line. And you're such a sweetheart. You have put up with a lot of unacceptable behavior from them. Does that make sense to you? Um yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you're a kind-hearted lady. I'm going to say, uh, I'd say by the spring of next year, by around April or May, some of this is going to resolve even without your, your trying to do anything. I do see it. But I really believe some of your own personal growth will, would be to learn to say no with dignity and courage, not, not, to set boundaries for some people because you're too gracious and too kind. Oh, well, thank right. you. I hope you're that welcome. helped. Thanks that so much for calling good. I'm just wondering, I'm, I'm also currently looking for employment. <laughs> Within three to four months. Okay.
2: Oh, Juliana, right. thank
3: you so much today. And
2: thank you for calling. Alright, next you. up is Heidi. Heidi,
4: you're on the air with Juliana. Your question. Hi, um my name is Heidi Dietrich. I'm a, actually a regular client of Juliana. Hi, Heidi. Hi, Juliana. It's so great to hear your voice on the air. So I, um, you know, Juliana's I I usually call her for uh, you know specific questions, but Juliana, we've never done uh, channeled anyone that has passed, and I was hoping that I could do that today. Well, I don't know how much time Patricia has left. That might take a little while longer. About two minutes. So I, I don't
2: know. um, Do you want to give it? Do you want to try a little bit, or either that,
3: or maybe you can call Heidi after the interview and talk with her. Hi. Um, since you're a regular client, I would rather do it that way for you, only because I don't want to shortchange you. Um, okay. But is there anything else that you wanted to share online in terms of how the
4: readings have helped you over the years? Oh, absolutely. Um, I I would say the the biggest um, the biggest thing for me and for our family was that you had uh, identified that there was an issue with my son and that we should go get him checked for ADHD. Um, I was always, you know, calling you, concerned about him, and, uh, you know, we, we I just wasn't sure what direction to go in. And um, it, it was a tremendous eye-opener, and, you know, we were able to get him help and, you know, see all kinds of improvements. And uh, so that was a significant uh, life-changer for us.
1: Yeah, I'm
4: really and glad thank you about for that, that, too. <laughs> mm. All right. Thank, thank you thank you Heidi. so much for calling. I really appreciate it, Heidi.
2: All right, Juliana, let's let our listeners know how they can find you. You can
3: reach me um, through email at jkallas at comcast.net or through my uh, phone here, 978-468-1478.
2: All right, let's say those numbers all over again. Go ahead.
3: It's J-K-A-L-L-A-S and Sally at Comcast.net or on my home phone, which is 978-468-1478.
2: Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on the program, no Danielle. We really appreciate it. No, All right. My pleasure. All right. We're going to come right back after the break, folks, right here on Patricia and Positive Living. Stay tuned right here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back correct she's a psychotherapist and author of the award-winning children's picture book series under the tree she's a speaker and licensed marriage family therapist she works with children and families and she really wants to help people break unhealthy patterns whether it's eating patterns or patterns with our children and she does it through these beautiful beautiful children's books welcome danielle thank you so excited to be here all right, tell me how to say your last name correctly, please.
0: You actually did pretty good. It's Labovici.
2: And Okay, that's close. Very good. All <laughs> right. Well, I saw your beautiful books at the BEA Expo, which is a book expo, and they were all there, and I was struck by not just the pictures and the color, but the meaning. In very few words, you have tremendous meaning. So tell us kind of your purpose behind your whole series of Under the Tree.
0: I would love to. Well, I feel any great children's book resonates with the adults as well as the children, and I like to write my books that incorporate simple universal truths for both the adults and, and children, so that a natural discussion ensues after uh, the reading. I, I write my books so they're not too long, but they they, they pack a lot in, and. What makes my series unique is that each book stands alone. It is a series, but just like in life, we have many different experiences, and so too does the series uh, go through that. One book deals with growing pains and a child not wanting to do what they're told and understanding that self-care is one of the highest forms of love a parent can give a child. Another book deals with um, explaining the loss of a loved one to a child in a very uplifting uh, religion neutral way and then my third book is a fable about feeling lost in an unfamiliar place
1: mm. and
0: they're a joy to write and I, I feel like I'm I'm getting the validation I was hoping for the fact that they are so award-winning so well received it makes me feel like I'm in the right service
2: yeah let's talk about the three books one of them is waiting for Emma a story for siblings and their families Another one is Why You're Not So Skinny Yet, right? And yes. then tell us the name of your your third one, Under the Tree. Well,
0: Why You're Not So Skinny Yet is actually, it's not a children's book. That is for um, adults and adolescents on uh, oh. breaking the cycle of overeating. But my three books, the titles are If You Love Me So Much, With oh. You Always, and Under the Tree. The fourth oh. book, Waiting for Emma, is Due Out in the Fall, and that is oh, a specific okay. book for families and siblings dealing with uh, babies in the NICU, which is a uh, an unplanned-for event for all members.
2: Well, I think what would be really good, Danielle, is for you to tell us about each of the books and a little bit about the theme and then certainly how people can get the first here. Sure, delivery. sure.
0: If You Love Me So Much is, again, all these books are short because I'm a mom of more than one child, and I understand that you don't have time to read one book for a half an hour. Um, so this is my first book I wrote, and the the illustrations are very uh, kid-friendly. Kids identify with the expression on the character's face of not wanting to brush their teeth, not wanting to take a bath, not wanting to share, not wanting to eat vegetables. This boy does not believe his parents love him that much because he their parents keep making him do things he doesn't want to do. And he decides that he doesn't love it, that his parents don't love him so much, and he asks them all these questions. And the story does rhyme. I can give you an example of one of the pages. If you love me so much, the boy says, why do I have to brush my teeth? It's because we love you so much, they replied, a fresh smile you should keep. And by the end of the book, the child realizes that these things, these very things that he didn't want to do, actually benefit him in the end. And that he sees the value of his parents uh, adding discipline and adding responsibility to his life because he he's benefited from all those things and it's mm. a, and without preaching, the child comes to this conclusion on his own, mm. and it's a beautiful story to share with a child and what it, I
2: want to know is what you hear from people people who like read that story. What are some of the letters you get? What are some of the responses
0: i the most common thing I get is this is my kid. I go through this every day, mm-hmm. from morning mm-hmm. to
1: evening. Right. I don't
0: want to wear my coat. I don't want to eat my vegetables. Why do I have to share? Yeah. It literally, it's it's their daily life. And the book is written in a
2: span of a day, from morning to evening. Do you and think the child it's, gets it? Do they say to you and Danielle, after I read this book to my child, things changed? They say, well, I think one of the best things I hear
0: is that it becomes a child's favorite book. So that means there's something resonating. The child feels like they're not the only one with these issues with their parents. And they love the warm message at the end when they see the boy snuggled up in his bed with that new understanding. And it does help a parent to identify with the book and say, listen, this boy didn't want to do this either, but look what he learned. And to have that discussion, um, the way I show self-care is the the last, few pages of my book, show the boy with shiny teeth, with playing with his bubbles, growing stronger from the vegetables. So, again, there's no preaching. There's no – yeah. the, the child sees what the boy has perceived. And the fact that it becomes one of their favorite books, I mean, what could be a better compliment than that?
2: That's so exciting. All right, let's go look at the next book.
0: What's your sure. next? With you, al- with,
2: with you Always.
0: Uh-huh. With You Always uh-huh. – Um, I was inspired to write a book because I felt that, in my practice, I saw that children are exposed to death in many different ways, from a grandparent to a pet to a friend's uncle, and the explanations they were given weren't so fulfilling. They would be told things like, well, they're in heaven now, and the child will respond, well, let's go to heaven. Or they're gone. Well, what do you mean they're gone? They were just here yesterday. So I wanted to find a way, a tangible way, to explain to a child something felt but not seen. So I used the concept of wind that a child can relate to because a child has exposed, been exposed to wind. They understand what it feels like when you blow a kiss. And you can use that as something that you might not be able to see, but you know it's there. And what makes this story unique Most books on the market just deal with the event of the loss of a loved one. For example, if someone lost their grandmother, the whole book is about that one experience. But this book actually follows the boy into adulthood as he continues to achieve his life's milestones.
3: um, It really has an impact
2: on both the parent and the child.
0: That's how I write all my books because I want the parent to stop and think, Yeah. Uh, and I want them to remember their own, the own people they've lost in their lives and how it impacted them as they've grown up and have achieved milestones like college, marriage, children, and, and how that experience has been with them. And it, 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 it does add for a really natural discussion between child and parent. And that's probably one of the best things you can give a child is your attention, is your interest, is your sharing. Because they realize they're not alone to feel what they're feeling.
2: And it's but natural.
0: That's grieving an is issue. That's
2: the real problem for yes. for many families. Their parents are very busy, and the thing they give the least is often time. Many times, it's the material things that she gets, but not enough of the time of the parent. Right, right. And also,
0: gr- grieving. There's many different ways of grieving. There's no one right way. There can be a lot of anger one week, a lot of indifference the next. And when a parent can share their own experiences of going through a loss when they were a child, it helps their own child open up and say, you know, I guess it's normal to feel these feelings. I don't have to feel like I I might need to protect my parents even. So oftentimes a child will see their parents grieving um, over uh, the same loss, let's say it's a grandparent, and not want to add to their parents' grief. So they store it all inside. Once you get that dialogue going and you realize that crying is an absolutely acceptable, natural, good thing to do, when you are sad, you need to honor that emotion, it gives the child permission.
2: It's a a really powerful tool. And I also think, Danielle, the pictures make such a difference. They're really quite beautiful and and very, descriptive I mean the image they create such images in the child's head and in the parents heads as well
0: yes I work directly with my illustrator on a weekly basis to be able to capture the exact expression of the child
1: Mm.
0: I want children to see themselves in the book and when I remember my favorite children's books I remember them mainly because of the illustrations because oftentimes, sometimes, especially when you're dealing with an emotional subject, you don't want to, um, you want to be read to. And the pictures just capture your imagination and you can identify. I didn't want to make my pictures avant-garde. I wanted them to be vivid with watercolor and acrylic so you could really just, your eyes are stimulated, but you also identify with the story.
2: And and you really see that. Let's talk about the third book that's in this series, and it is called Under the Tree. Is that right? Uh, Under the Tree, yes.
0: Yes. I love this book. This is um, a fable about the same boy who wakes up under a tree thinking he's lost, so he decides to go into the forest to get help, and every animal he meets tells him he's not lost. And the boy goes through a range of emotions, from puzzlement to confusion to anger to then fear like what do you mean no one believes I'm lost but I'm lost and he realizes after he meets the old squirrel who knows every tree in the forest that he woke up on the other side of the tree in his backyard and he didn't recognize that he was in his backyard the whole time because he had a different perspective and this book emphasizes the power of perspective that even in unfamiliar, difficult situations, if we change our perspective, things may not be as scary. And this is, again, a wonderful truth to remind adults of as well.
2: Yeah, I should, and without giving the theme away, how do you help the child change their perspective in the book Under the Tree?
0: You, there's, I I, um, I got some wonderful reviews from beautiful books, and in the back. Uh, well, right now on my website, there's an activity and questions for each book. And for Under the Tree, there's actually activities where you can help a child realize the power of perspective by finding a hill and seeing things below what they look like and then climbing on top of the hill, maybe in a local park, and see what's different from there. There's many different ways to show a child how something can look different, but it's the same thing. And, and that can be applied to a child starting a new school, starting a new camp. Um, people have to move all the time in this economy now because of jobs and whatnot. This is a wonderful book to have as a tool for that.
2: Yeah, I Come up with putting those three books in one series and then have your other books in another series.: Right. How did you come up with that idea? How did you categorize them?
0: Well, I always I love children's books. I always wanted to write books. If I figure as an adult, if you're going to read to your child, you might as well get something out of it too. But if you're asking me about my other books, the um, like why? Yeah, not, what
2: need? What made you put those books in the, in the under the tree series? I think it's a question. Oh, the um,
0: the stories just came naturally to me. I wasn't planning on doing it as a series initially. I wrote all three books. Within a short amount of time, within the same week, writing the books was easy. I wrote them all at three o'clock in the morning, and the first draft, you know, each just only took twenty minutes. Everything else was much. To put it all together was where the work was. But I figured, you know, the more I thought about it, the more this would work as a series. There's something about seeing the same home of the boy, the sister, the parents, the 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 same surroundings. It, It it just it it sends a message of safety. And familiarity, which I want everyone to feel no matter what background they have, that there's something they have within themselves.
2: I that think can that's be safe a very, very strong point you just made is safety. I think so many, even as adults, we feel like we want to be safe. And that's something that a lot of us grapple with. Yes. That's a wonderful concept. Let's talk about your other two books. We have a few minutes left. Let's sure. talk about the upcoming book. And then you, I know you have a book on a weight loss.
0: Yeah, they're actually both um, going to be available this fall. You can pre-order your copies now. Um, Why You're Not Skinny Yet, uh, uh, successful... Uh, what was my second line? Um, weight Loss Success Beyond Diet and Exercise. There it is. Um, I wrote because it was a personal and professional journey that I went through myself that I wanted to share with other people that I knew were going through the same things. I uh, In college, I was a horrible binge eater, and I did every diet under the sun. I was eating 1,200 calories a day, exercising constantly, and not losing a pound. And through all of my research and personal and professional discovery, I, um, I connected with a gentleman named Howard Richmond, and we collaborated on this book. And what sets this book apart is the concept of When you eat something and you add a negative emotion to it, that food will stay in your body a lot longer than attaching, than not attaching a negative emotion to it. For example, if you're eating, if you're on a diet and then you binge, and then as you're binging, you have the feelings of guilt, of fear, of, you know, of self-loathing, that food is going to take that energy on. And oftentimes people who are binge eaters are are very constipated. And once I got to the point where food was not the obsession of my life, food could just become food. I can actually enjoy it. I could open a menu and order what I wanted and not worry about steamed vegetables and salmon all the time, but enjoy food and naturally start to eat in moderation and naturally want to eat healthier choices and naturally want to exercise, not because I had to follow a program, Or because I had to, you know, I had to burn off certain calories or points or what have you. It was all things I wanted to do myself. And I just wanted to share that message with many people, as many people as I could.
2: And you've done it very well in that book. You really have. Um, Let's talk about your upcoming book and then we're going to give out your website. That would be great. Waiting for Emma, a story
0: for families and siblings with babies in the NICU, also uh, is a very personal project of mine. My daughter, Aura, although she was not a premature baby, she was full term, but we still had to spend a few days in the NICU. And that experience was very profound for me. And I was around babies who were premature and families who just were completely unprepared. And I saw the... Um, the stages that it took from anxiety to to um, blame to fear, and oftentimes when the second sibling is a baby in the NICU, the healthy sibling is completely disregarded because they're healthy, and this experience has has affected the siblings as well. And this book is a non-threatening way; it's a children's book of being a resource, but also a story of Waiting it can, is not necessarily the worst thing in the world. And I, I do it through the child's eyes. And the book talks about we wait for different seasons to come. We wait for it to be morning, after night, why these things are necessary. And waiting is not the worst thing in the world. And
2: it encourages the family to Well, that's look an at, important lesson is patience. I mean, that's, yes. uh, that's important for so many of us. Yes. You know, when I said, I wonder if parents come to you and say, Danielle, it's not just the child that learned, but I'm changing my behavior, too. Absolutely.
0: I do get that. I love that. I, I do get that comment. And, again, that just makes me feel wonderful because that's what I do what I do. And this is right. really um, – go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say that this book really encourages the families to be a team, that you're all in this together, and there are things each family member really can do – to make the waiting meaningful, and to connect as a family instead of holding your emotions separately, it's okay to grieve the the unfortunate circumstance of the child of the child being in the NICU, but that you can with your strength, or you're stronger together than than apart.
2: Well, I'd like people to know more about your work, so please give us a website, or seminars, or anything you do, or if you have it, thank you.
0: Fill us in. Sure. Well, my website is Danielle I'm happy to spell that for you. It's D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E, Lebavici, com. icom I will be at the Miami International Book Fair in November. I have. I'm honored to receive several awards from the Readers' Favorite Awards Committee, and as well as be there to autograph books. And meet with people and find me online I am available I would like to help in any way I can I have many different interests and passions just let me know what I can do for you
2: that's really wonderful really thank you so much for being on the show let's give your website out one more time
0: sure it's www.danielleleibovici.com it's Danielle L-E-I-B-O-V-I-C-I .com I'll also add my 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 other website which is my old website but it will still give you most of the information and you can always find me by email through that website as well and that's a lot easier it's uh, www.underthetreebooks.com
2: that's underthetreebooks.com Yeah that's really great I really appreciate you coming on the program we'll have to do it again and uh, I really thank you Danielle it was very inspirational and thank very you lovely all so at the same time Good. All right. And this interview, folks will be in will be on the podcast on the Voice America website. All right. Thanks again, Danielle. Stay on the line for a minute. Okay, everyone. That closes out Patricia Raskin Positive Living for this week. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin. Right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's voice. Bye for now.